Welcome to the Finishing Well podcast, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact their world for the kingdom of God. Whether you're 65 and up or not quite there yet, everyone can begin preparing to finish well. Now, here's your host, Randy Hess, with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habecker. Greetings, everyone. Uh, Welcome to Finishing Well and uh, the podcast of Finishing Well. I'm Randy Hess. I'm here with my good friend, Hal Habaker, and we are up today for a good discussion of uh, kind of a flying high, I guess you'd say. So um, our topics come from our random discussions and interests about uh, people such as yourselves who are uh, perhaps perhaps uh, in their uh, aging years, or those of you who are listening in your in other age groups who are interested in how you're going to finish your life well and uh, are interested in doing that. And so we want to just keep our eye out, listen for, uh, be aware of different subjects that come our way. And we we talk about those here and there. And so Hal and I were talking and visiting recently. And uh, we came across a, a topic that we thought was kind of interesting because we both have an interest in eagles. Um, so this topic caught our eye, which is that eagles have some interesting characteristics to them that may even apply or have some potential to apply to Christians uh, of any age, but also how and I feel might be of some relevance to Christians in um, a group who are interested in finishing well. So we so we thought we'd tackle that today and uh, just go through some of the interesting aspects of eagles and then see if that has some relevance to uh, those of you out there who are either doing, thinking about it, or well-launched into your approach to finishing well. Good morning, Hal. Hey, good morning, Randy. Great to be with you again, and I love thinking about this topic with you. Well, you and I have already thought about it some, and we—it's—it's <laughs> it's interesting. There, the more we talked about it, the more we see different, shall we say, shadings or light or perspective. But one of the most important things to us about it is—is is there any uh, potential there for a God-ordained approach to this? In other words, are we seeing in it anything from the perspective that the Lord would honor or say, yes, that's a good value for you guys to pursue? And so I also want to see if you feel that, Hal, that you see some things here that might be relevant to what we want others to gain from it from a biblical perspective. Well, I think there are, Randy. Uh, Let me just mention it briefly. You know, in Proverbs 30, uh, the, there are examples of nature that God wants us to take in and absorb for ourselves. You can read them in Proverbs 30. There are a number of them. But for example, the ant. Uh, consider the ant. Uh, in Isaiah 40, there is a favorite passage uh, that's well known in the Bible. I'll, let me just read it, and I'll comment briefly, and that'll help us launch into this topic. Isaiah 40, at the end of the passage, verse uh, 29, he gives strength to the weary 
Him who lacks might, he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired and vigorous men's young men stumble badly. Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain, gain new strength. And here's the phrase. They will mount up with wings like eagles. Mm. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. You know, I'd like to, as we go through this discussion on eagles, I'd like to keep this phrase. They will rise up, mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not get tired, walk and not be weary. That phrase, those uh, those truths echo back in this discussion. Eagles are an incredible example of the strength that God gives. So let's look at these traits that you, you're going to enumerate for us today and reflect on them a little bit against this scriptural background. So uh, t- take us through these ideas, Randy. Well, you and I talked, and we came up with the thought that maybe we could— uh... We don't know how far we're going to get, do we, Hal, today on these on these traits. We might spend a lot of time on just a few and uh, maybe continue the discussion in a later podcast. Uh, but uh, we'll see. Uh, we want to talk about a trait that the uh, writer of, this, of, of the subject list uh, suggests is a character, key characteristic of eagles and may have relevance for for other people. And so our relevance may be different from this particular author's, uh, but we'll see. Um, One of the things that the um, writer and observer of eagles noted is that eagles fly at very high altitudes, Uh, almost incredible. I think I've read somewhere, Hal, that that they can fly up to 10,000 feet. which kind of blows me away. They also either fly alone or just with other eagles. They don't fly with other uh, birds of any kind. So that's fascinating, but so what? What's the point for us about that? And I think one of the things that maybe could be possibly relevant there to, to our audience and to our people who are uh, interested in themselves uh, making sure they're finishing well in everything they do, is that um, if I am flying at high altitudes because of the fact that I have been blessed with a life of 60 or 65 or 70 or 75 or 80 or 85 years, whatever age I am of a more senior level, uh, an aged age level, I am blessed with the idea that maybe I have a uh, an ability to see things from an altitude that is different from where I was when I was 20, or where I was when I was 30, or where I was when I was 40. Maybe my altitude perspective helps me quite a bit. I just don't even always recognize that, but I see things well because just of the sheer altitude I'm going at. And one of the ways we could look at that, Hal, is uh, instead of saying that we shouldn't fly lower, is the point being that we we may fly lower because we have to hunt for things that are lower. But we want to make sure that we are keeping our mind and our focus and our attention and our interests on things of a, a, of a na- nature in our new man in the new me, 
the me that is more interested in what the Lord wants for me in my plan. The Lord has a plan for me, and I want to make sure I focus on that plan or at least be aware of it. And if I'm being dragged down in my life, in other words, if I surround myself more with uh, people who don't have a, 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 a biblical perspective or who think that life is just about a bowl of cherries, it's about cultural things, it can warp me a little bit towards that viewpoint. And if I stay in the new perspective I have about life, I fly higher and I keep closer to recognizing how valuable it is for me to keep my eye on the ball, which is my plan that God has given me for the, for the, for the aging years of my life. That's how I'm viewing that, Hal. Well, I think it's good insight, Randy. Uh, God wants us to keep that perspective. Uh, the advantage of flying high, the advantage of living longer is that you have a sense of wisdom and perspective that you didn't have when you were younger. So when I fly high and take the whole view in about life, I mean, that's an incredible advantage. I mean, we as aging people, uh, or happen to be whatever our age is, as we live longer, we have a unique perspective that I think God wants us to share. You know, I, I think just off the top of my head, the, the wisdom of aging people in the scriptures, Joseph at 110, Joshua at 110, John writing his gospel, the letters, the revelation in his 80s, maybe early 90s. I mean, you have a unique perspective that God has blessed us with and that we should use. You know, I, two other simple illustrations that come to my mind as I think about this. Paul talks about setting your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. I mean, it doesn't mean you ignore the things in the earth, but you're flying high. You're looking upwards and keeping a deep perspective. I think of Abraham and the whole life of faith. You're looking to God, trusting him for how he works in life, and you have a perspective of that that you have seen for decades. How do you communicate that? How does that encourage you? How does it keep you on focus? Uh, and just one other thought, and I'll kick it back to you, Randy. You know, the writer of Hebrews says, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, that never stops, does it, as we age? I mean, at every age, we, we need to rivet our eyes on Jesus and who he is Again, set your affection on things above. Look to him. Don't be distracted by the other things in this life. And the longer you live, the more you ought to see the reality of that in our lives. So I love this perspective on, on the eagles and how they see and where they fly and how it is a reminder of us to soar, soar on wings like eagles to be about what God has called us to be. Yep, so true, so true. I think there is relevance to this, Hal. I do. Uh, in fact, another key characteristic is the eagle eye. That is, uh, e eagles have very, very strong, accurate vision for great distances. They can see their prey, uh, I think, almost two miles away. Tiny little rabbits and stuff. Anyway, uh, whatever it is that they're going after, they go after a lot of different things. Uh, I, I just think that is an amazing trait that they have. They have this ability to fly very high, and they have this ability to see very far, very well. 
And so I'm going to relate that back to what you just said, Hal. I think we deal with and want to help and encourage those out there who are more senior to say, you know what, I think I do have some of these characteristics. I may have some. I have some. I think I have a good eye for, and what we mean by a good eye, an eagle eye, is what, Hal? It's just having that vision, having a different perspective on life, actually knowing what I'm all about, knowing where I'm going with it, knowing how I want to get my joy, knowing what I want to do for others, um, not wandering around looking for something to do, bumping into just plain time wasters, just plain how, what is, you know, if today's Thursday or if today's Friday, let's see, what can I do today? We're not suggesting that as a good eagle eye. We're suggesting people who fly higher have a higher motive in mind, a higher perspective, but also have good vision for how to, how to enact it in their lives, with their families, with their friends with their loved ones, with people who need their help, need their encouragement. And so I think we're saying eagle eye means a lot of different things, but one of the things it does say or does mean is that they're looking at stuff clearly from a higher perspective, and that higher perspective is what we're going to call the finishing well crowd. I'm going to call it that anyway. <laughs> I think you agree with me that we want that for people who are finishing their lives well. One final thought on this, Randy, uh, really relates to life, not only spiritually and biblically, but in life in general. Uh, the Harvard study on longevity and happiness, uh, older people are happier and thrive better if they have a purpose in life. They see that. They have experienced that. So as we age, we don't want to give up that perspective. I mean, I want to zero in on what God's purpose is. Finishing Well Ministries focused on fulfilling God's purpose for our life in these important years. Well, the Harvard Business Study on Happiness and Longevity illustrates that. And another thing, it sees the value of friendships. You know, people are happiest when they have friends and they see the value of that and they don't live life alone. And that's kind of a negative in Eagles. Eagles like the they, they, they fly with each other, but they're kind of loners. Well, I'm not a loner. Happiness comes from relationships. And so good things, good things. Why don't you lead us into the second one? And let's see where this takes Well, us. I think one of them is flying high. I think another one is having kind of a, a special vision and a vision that actually is good for distance. And so we've talked about those two. I think a, a third possible one that we could, we could capture today, Hal, is... Uh, a kind of a strange one, but maybe we could talk a little bit about it and see if it has some relevance for us. The point the person made is eagles don't eat dead things. They, they do not. They only pursue stuff that's alive, and then they kill it <laughs> and eat it. So the point is, from a possible perspective of the culture, is uh, watch for kind of just old habits you've got, you know, the old habits that are dragging you down that you're just not getting rid of. And I can't say that I disagree with that at all, Hal. That's a really good thought and a good point. But I believe that from the from the standpoint of the senior person finishing well, 
uh, that there might be something else to this as well. And that is the perspective that I've gained in the Lord, the perspective I know for myself, I know in my heart. I'm, I'm comfortable with the idea that you have started the whole ministry for, and that is that God is wanting to use us for his purpose in our aging years. He has said so. He wants, he's got a plan for us. And therefore, if we keep going back to the dead things in our lives that drug us down in the first place, whatever they are, the things that, that we got caught up in, the petty, uh, if you want to call it that, uh, resentments, the petty hates, the petty life in general, uh, will not be able to actualize that plan. You know, we're just too caught up in our own little world of hates and resentments and not caring what other people think and not worrying about them and not. And so I'm fine. Thank you very much. So I think one of the things about not eating dead things, Hal, my perspective here on this is that it can also possibly indicate for us as finishing well uh, advocates that we should also remember we we are a new person in Christ, not the old. And then we need to go ahead and just let that go. Let the old go and stay with our new view of ourselves. Don't let anybody drag us back, but also don't let us drag ourselves back into doubt, uh, confusion, uh, whatever it is that brings us down emotionally. What do you think about that, Al? Well, I think it's a great point, Randy. Let me give you two texts from the scriptures that just come to my mind. Uh, one from Paul, Romans 12, don't be conformed to this world. Uh, you know, spiritually speaking and biblically speaking, the world, if I'm isolated in the world, it's its a deadness. It doesn't feed the new creation that Jesus made me Yes, in his image. It, yes. So Paul says, don't be conformed to the world. John says in 1 John 2.15, do not love the world nor the things in the world because they all feed a spiritual deadness in our lives that they don't, they don't, they're, they're not eternal. Doesn't mean I don't traffic, you know, I'm a flesh and blood and I live in this world, but my affections are set on things above, not on the deadness of this world. And, you know, uh, just a simple thing like Josh, Joshua Becker, he talks about, uh, he's the minimal, minimalist. And he talks about all the things that clutter up our lives. So we can't even accomplish anything. We're too busy with clutter. So clear out your life. You know, think about things that give life and don't let your life be consumed by things that do not feed eternal life. I mean, I, I think it's a very clear thing that eagles do not feed on dead things. <laughs> Neither do I as a Christian. Right. You know, uh, at least little, I hope not. I mean, yes. The dead well, being how I, you know, my life before. Really? Yeah, a little phrase yeah. I just heard in a sermon. Your view of God determines your response to God. If you think God is little, you will not have a big response to him. But if you think he's huge, then you will have a huge response to him. Because the bigger he is, the more room he takes up in your life and he absorbs your thinking. So what feeds my view of God? It's not the world that I live in. It's not the things of this life. It is everything. 
so those characteristics are interesting. You know, there's there's several others. I don't know how many we want to try to work in today, but I'm thinking, Hal, that maybe we could continue our discussion. What do you think? It's a fascinating discussion for me. I hope it is helpful for you as you think about it. So stay with us, and uh, we're going to keep pursuing eagles and their flight patterns and everything else about who God created them to be in uh, the very next podcast. But I want to just wrap it up, say thanks for visiting with us. Uh, Pray for Finishing Well Ministries and our expanse, you know, trying to reach people of our generation, uh, giving them a sense of vision and purpose, you know, trusting God to support us and lead us as we spread the message more ways. And uh, thanks for doing it. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for praying for us. Thanks for thinking about our financial needs. Uh, If you can help us and encourage us in that way, uh, send us a note and send us a gift and we're grateful. So the Lord bless you and stay tuned for our next conversation on eagles and what they mean for us as we age. Thank you for listening to the Finishing Well podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's conversation to continue living out your God-given purpose. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find us at finishingwellministries.org slash podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finishing Well Ministries. We'll see you next time.